So Holy Spirit, we thank you for the word. We thank you for what you're about to give to us. We thank you that you're teaching us to listen to you. We thank you that you got all people in this room that have an ear to hear. I thank you. I just prophesy that to the whole bunch right now, that we all have ears to hear. And we're not going to be those that are, that are spoken of in the book of Revelation that we didn't have ears to hear, but we have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. I am the church. You are the church. And so, Holy Spirit, I just release that now, and we thank you, God, for how that's going to look. And I just want to talk to you tonight about God's whispering to you, like his, his life is a whisper on your life. When he begins to speak, it's the breath of who he is. And it's, it's what he wants to do. But did you ever think about the whisper, like someone whispering? I was thinking about this this week, that when God speaks, you know, he wants you close. Right? That's how we hear. It's, I'm going to show you in Scripture, it's all over Scripture, that there's, there's times where, you know, people are looking for the boom and the bam and the, and the big kapow of God's voice when God's saying, just trust me, I'm about to walk you in, in, in the everlasting truth. And I'll, I'll show you the way you should walk because you're going to incline your ear to me. Because you're called to hear his voice. How many here hear his voice often? Good, good. I want, we're just going to believe that God's going to continue to increase that. So that means whatever we're doing, whatever we're releasing, we're going to hear the Lord in a greater capacity. And so, so we, he wants us to like listen very carefully to what he's doing, and we have this incredible invitation to abundant life when we do that. I promise you that when we listen to the voice of, of the Father, when we listen to the Holy Spirit, abundance, come on, not cars and money, I'm just talking, an abundant life will follow. Doesn't say it go, he never promised us without tribulation because there's always tribulation, but an abundant life will always follow what he's about to release to us. And so I, I want you to, to really grasp and engage with what he's, what he's about to speak because I feel like there is, there is something of life that he wants to speak to you tonight. Genesis, we, I just felt like there's something where the, where the Spirit of God spoke first about man. Right? Genesis 2, verse 7. And I, I just have to say to you that when we, we hear secrets, we have to be close. Right? What, that's what I was talking about with a whisper. When God whispers to you, he whispers secrets, but he hollers truth. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, truth is loud. But when he tells you things in the secret place, you have to be close. And God's calling us out of the place of being without him, even temporarily for a moment, because God, you know, we go in and out because of our mind. I'm, I'm just Genesis 2-7, right? He says this, And the Lord formed man from the dust of the ground. I'm going to talk about the orig origin of the breath and the whisper, because it was through that, it was says, The Lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils. And this is what you want to hear. When you're close, whispers are breaths. And so he created man's life in a breath. Are you hearing me? That there's something of, of God being close that gives life to a man or a woman. Right? And when we're close and we're hearing and our ears close to him and he, we can hear his heartbeat, 
as John, the beloved, right? He was the one we always go to because he was close. He had his head on the chest of Jesus. And we want to live in that love life with God, right? That the power of heaven comes through us hearing and releasing what he speaks to us, right? Sometimes we don't have to release it. Sometimes you just have to sit with it because God really, really, really wants to speak with, to you. You know that, right? He really wants to tell you something. <laughs> it's not like maybe he'll tell me something next week or if in two months or I'm waiting for an, an angelic encounter. It doesn't have to be through encounter. It can be through very simply his whisper, his spoken voice over your life, right? And and so it says that he became a living man. But then listen to this, listen to this, because then we go to the fall, right? And, and what happens, it says that in Genesis 3, 8 and through 10, it says this, that they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. And then the Lord called out to Adam and said, where are you? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And here's what I'm saying to you, right? The sound, it says, they heard the sound. And sound is actually translated voice. <laughs> I was talking to someone this weekend, and we were talking about the scripture, and the reality is that when he says the cool of the day, was it a specific time of the day? No, it was the wind of God. They could hear God moving. And why am I talking about a whisper? Because God speaks quietly sometimes most of the time it's an come on you get an unction like there's something that the lord is kind of pressing and i've done two things i've done I've, I've obeyed and responded to what he said and i've not obeyed and re regretted it after because even if you're gonna mess up come on you're just trying to hear the lord and I'm encouraging everyone in this room to try and hear God's voice, not so that you say, hey, I heard God's voice, because you're a son and a daughter, and that's what you were created to do, to hear his voice. And so there's so much that he wants to release to us as, as the church, right? As the ecclesia, as the government of God on the earth, he wants to release so much, and it's to, to what? To see the whole earth filled with the glory of God. It's to increase. It's the increase of his kingdom that will come to the whole entire earth. Am I preaching kingdom now? Kind of, but not yet. Come on, the, the Lord wants to fill the earth with his glory. And so I want, you know, he, he sh again, he shouts his truth. He shouts truth like when we know when you hear the voice of the Lord and it comes booming from someone and it's like, this is the word of the Lord. But I'm saying, here's, there's some things that we need to kind of wean ourselves off of and that's moving in, in some, I'm going to get to it. Isaiah 55, and this is going to be my main text, so that was all an introduction. But Isaiah 55 says this. Listen, are you thirsty for more? Come to the refreshing waters to drink. Even if you have no money, come by and eat. It won't cost you anything. When you spend your hard-earned money on things that, that can't nourish you or work so hard for, for something that they can't satisfy. I'm reading from the Passion. So listen carefully to me. 
and you'll enjoy a scrumptious feast, delighting in the finest foods. Pay attention and come closer to me, and hear that your total being may flourish. That's a good word. That your total being may flourish. And ready? This is the key. I will enter into an everlasting covenant with you, and I will show you the same faithful love I showed David. See, I made him a witness to the nations, an example of leadership, a prince and commander of the peoples. Look, you will summon the nations, and you have you you will summon the nations you have never heard of, and nations you have never heard of will come running to follow you, because Yahweh, your God, the Holy One of Israel, has glorified you. Can I say to you something? That Isaiah continually speaks of the glory of the Lord being on a people. And while we don't take the glory because the glory goes to Jesus, there is a glory that's coming to the church, and the glory is walking in the fullness of his voice, hearing his voice. He says, come to me, listen. How many times did I say, so listen, see, hear. God calls the church, calls every one of us into this place of listening and getting close with him through intimacy but there's some things I just want to go back up and show you because there's refreshing that comes through his voice. Come on, how many of you have ever been in a, ba- in, in a tough spot where you just, all of a, when you hear his voice, all of a sudden it's like water? I mean, it is like the cool water that comes from only one place. And t- sometimes we're in seasons that we're dry and weary and we need just God to speak and God's saying, I want to speak to you in every season. What am I preaching? I am preaching no dry seasons. Right? We don't, like, I believe that we can have community and communion with the Lord and the Holy Spirit to a point where you live and you move and you have your being, really, as, as Paul said, that you live out this life that you are filled with the Spirit. You walk in the Spirit. You abide in the Spirit. You abide in, in the Word. You abide in His life. And you are hidden in him truly. And so God wants to feed us amazing things so that our, come on, that we're nourished in our spirits. So that we flourish in everything. And I feel like there's there's something of the nature of God that he wants to give. Come on, Peter prophesied it to you that you've been given everything according to the, pertaining to the divine nature of who he is. Except sometimes we feel like we don't have it. <laughs> Can I tell you you have it? Can I encourage you that you already have it and you're sitting it with it right now in your seat? And when you get up from here and you leave here, you, we should be a light and a bursting light in the, in, in the, in the midst of darkness. Right? That, we, that there's no question that we don't go back into darkness and stay in darkness. Like there's this place that the Lord is trying to take the church. He he who has an ear, let him hear. What are you hearing? And I'm and I'm and I'm just. It's so 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 important that we hear His voice. That you don't go by the voice of another lover. He says, "Pay attention. Pay close attention to me." How many are paying close attention to the Lord? Not just on Sunday, or not just on a prayer meeting, or not just when, when you've got to put Jesus on. 
it's like on always. It's like God is looking to put himself on always. And we're looking for restoration in our life. And God wants to speak clear words to us that will restore our soul. And what I'm saying is sometimes we do get it from a prophet. Sometimes you will get it from your friend. But God most likely wants to speak it directly to your heart. Come on, the most powerful times in my life is when I've, when I've had the encounter with the Lord that he speaks to me clearly. And when I obey, all of a sudden things begin to open up. Or close off. Come on, somebody. Sometimes it's a matter of shutting the door and not opening the door. And God's looking to close things down some places in your life. Because he wants to get you alone. There's truth in that. And, you, and, and, and as the church, God's trying to separate you. To be with him. There's not something that, it's not like an option like, okay, we'll just do this for a few hours and then we go home and we, you know. I'll go eat my mac and cheese. We ain't eating, huh, baby? But I started thinking about cleaning the atmosphere. Like God wants to clean and clear the atmosphere. And how do you do that? By ionizing the air. Right, we bought this machine to, to wipe out smells and things and contaminants in the air, right? They work amazing. Although sometimes if you stay in the house and you, and you breathe it too long, you're like, my lungs feel funny. <laughs> no, you like get this in the throat because all of a sudden you're, you're breathing pure air. What does that even look like? What I'm talking about is God wants to clear the atmosphere around you of all the particles, all the contaminants, all the things that influence you. Everything that influences you, that's not him. He's trying to ionize the air. <laughs> and there's things that he wants to do through that because all of a sudden everything's gone. That's kept you away, that's moved you aside, that's put you outside of his presence. And then those things are now gone, so you have pure atmosphere around you. But the problem is, we, sometimes we like a contaminant here and there. So he wants to, he wants to wipe out the impurities. How's that? That's by prayer. Because as you pray, come on, you begin to emit the presence of God. I'm telling you, the glory of the Lord is upon you. Now deep darkness is all over the earth, but not on you. The light of God is on you, and it emits all over the, all over the darkness and all over the contaminants that are around. And I'm not saying that the world is going to contaminate us. I am not saying that. But I want you to carry the fragrance of Christ, and that fragrance of Christ is the, is the fragrance that breaks down everything that's in the atmosphere that's bogus, that tries to put you off path that tries to move you in a different way and it breaks the power of darkness over people what is that that comes through the love of god just just <laughs> just bask in his love i'm telling you some of us need to get filled with the love in more ways than one come on the holy spirit wants to pour out his love in in abundance on our lives so that when we step into a room we love everyone 
I was talking to a friend today on the phone who was trying to get someone help for, to go to a, a rehabilitation program, and, and she said, I don't know how you felt when you got born again, but I, I walked out, and the grass was greener, and the sky was bluer, and I'm thinking, it wasn't really like that for me. Come on, I knew I was brand new, but someone else knew that it was on me because they said, what, are you, what, what have you been doing? Why are you looking at me like that? Come on, my old buddies who I was partying with and carrying on with, I sat in front of them and they were like, where you been? I'm like, I've been with Jesus. Don't look at me like that. I'm like, I didn't say nothing. I didn't even preach the gospel. And they're saying, don't look at me like that. Come on, that's how it should be. Right? That's what Finney carried. Come on. That's what the great awakeners carried. They, they carried the presence of God. And the Holy Spirit's looking for, for a people. Come on, a fourth great awakening, whatever, however you want to number it. I don't know what it is. It's third, fourth, fifth. It could be anything. Doesn't matter. God's looking to awaken the church. He's looking to awaken the nation. He's looking to awaken the world and we're to live and, and move in the, in the glory of God. Because the fire, the glory, the fire of God is to be on you. Can I tell you about that torch that I was telling this brother about? This torch will take anything off of anything. Like when the fire hits something that's contaminated, it'll burn it off. Come on, we need the blue flame of the Holy Spirit. It cuts. And I was thinking about this this week. As a matter of fact, it, it says in the, in the scripture, it said in Hebrews chapter 4, that the word of God cuts. It divides. And I was thinking of it like a razor. It's just, come on, if you move, it could be messy. <laughs> you ever been cut by something? And you, uh, if you jolt and pull your hand away, come on, it can get ugly. But if you just let that thing slice, whoosh, I know, the thoughts. Come on, it's clean cut. It doesn't, yeah, it hurts. Not as much, not as much damage. I know, I'm getting a little graphic tonight. It's okay. I'm saying this, why? Because when God comes in with his word, when, when we begin to pray and he gives us a word and he begins to speak the intents of our heart, because that's what it says the word of God is to do. It's to, to find out what the intentions of our heart is. He is the word, and he knows the intentions of everyone's heart in this room, right? And so the power of God, when it comes into a room, we, right? It said Jesus knew their thoughts. Yay. Come on. Jesus knew their thoughts. Jesus knows our thoughts. He knows where we're at. Right? He knows what he needs to speak over us. He knows what we desire. I love that because he knows what I desire. He knows the desires of my heart. He knows the desires of your heart. That should be exciting to you. Like he's not going to leave you dry. And as we continue to just give to him and, and pour out to him and go close to him and listen to the whisper of who he is. Come on, then the word of God comes. Two warnings. I don't like that word, warning. But they're good, right? Never become, on other never become dependent upon other people listening for you because I see it all the time in the church, Right? 
leading for whatever, however many years it's been, I've seen people that are dependent upon a word from someone else to navigate their life. That's not, that's not biblical. Hello. It's not the Bible. God gave you the word. Yes, will he confirm? I want you to, if, I, I don't want, that doesn't mean don't prophesy in this place because you know that's, I just, whatever. We model prophecy. Desire earnestly to prophesy. We want to prophesy to people around us. But you don't need a word to get to where you're going. A word may confirm where we're going, but you need to hear the voice of God yourself. Right? And you are capable. Can I tell you that? You are well able. And you're anointed to hear the voice of God. Come on, you should be happy about that. You're anointed to hear the voice of God. There's something that he wants to do, and he wants to anoint us to hear. It came when you, when you let the, allowed the anointed one to come into your life. Right? Christ in you, the hope of glory. And here's the other one. Refrain. Refrain. It's not a warning. He's asking you to refrain. <laughs> From listening with an intellectual mindset. Amen, brother. That was a good one. Seriously, sometimes we take our minds and we mess with God and try and put God in our box. Are you hearing me? Sometimes we try and intellectualize what even a word from God means. <laughs> People have spent a lot of money becoming educated to try and put God in a box through theology. I'm not saying that we don't, we, come on, you want to study God. You want to study the word. But I'm telling you so many times that the Lord is speaking, I can tell you nine out of ten times when I've heard like really accurate words of knowledge, it would have been, I have to ask the Lord, what, what does that mean? And he'll say, I'm not, you know, he doesn't respond like, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to explain to you. He usually doesn't explain it. But nine out of ten times, the silly Weird thing works. Sorry. <laughs> but it's true. Like, God uses symbols. God uses things. God can give you a dream and then pull it out of nowhere. Like, it's so crazy how God talks. And we have to be aware of the patterns of how he talks. Really, because he has... He has things he wants you to unravel in your life. And he's been speaking to you all along, yet you don't understand because we try to think of it with a logical mind. And some of us have great minds to unlock things that God says. Like, you want the spirit of Daniel on you. <laughs> right? To unlock the secrets. Because God has secrets he wants to reveal. Because remember, same, same chapter, Isaiah 55, he says, what, my thoughts aren't your thoughts, and my ways are definitely not your ways. He didn't put definitely in there, but you understand what I'm saying, that there's so much, the, the Lord wants to speak to us in ways that we don't understand and we don't know, and we have to trust him. There's one word, trust, that when he speaks, we respond, when he speaks, we obey when we, right, I know, I like preach this every week. But we just walk in according to where he's directing us. And good things will happen, I promise you. 
You might come into some type of, you know, resistance sometimes, but good things will ultimately happen. Everyone good? All right, I'm going to hit a couple other things. Yeah, I'll just finish reading that out. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but the water to the earth, and it brings forth blood. What? It means it's, it says that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. It, all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, there's provision in what God's done. Come on, I'm not prosperity preaching. I'm telling you, God, all of a sudden, you have the resource from heaven that you've been believing for because he's released something from heaven for you. And just as the water, as the rain comes down, the former and the latter rain comes down, it releases fruit. It releases a life that you will flourish in. And so, it says this, at next verse, right? So, my, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. You get it. One guy has it. CJ has it. You get it? There's, there's whole, the, the Holy Spirit wants us to believe what he says. Just believe what he's telling you. Come on, Papa. I just, want, I just want to get close to you so I can hear. Not a direction to go into ministry. Not even for my business. Just to know who I am as a son. Just to know that I'm secure and I, my life is just, in, just totally, completely in, overtaken by you. That's what I want to know. That's all I want to know. Because when I know that, then I'm secure and everything else you're going to tell me. <laughs> That's really good news. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? When you become so secure in what he's already spoken over your life, that the power of God just moves in your life because you trust what he says. If you don't trust me, trust him. You shouldn't trust me. No, you should trust me. But you understand what I'm saying. There's a principle in that. Like we get so hung up on this is the word of the Lord for my life. I have to follow that out. And that's good. But if it never made any sense to you at the beginning, you need to test the word. Hello. And God's trying to bring us into this place where we're completely trusting him. And then he'll have the prophets around you to confirm the things that are already happening. Or you sit on it and you take it. You don't bite into it and start running with it. Because it may come to pass. It doesn't mean that it hasn't come to pass or it won't come to pass. But you'll be sitting on it and you'll say, wow, this person, I saved my words. They're in my phone. I've got words from amazing people, guys we would all love, right? I trust they're true. That's why you go back and you listen. Yeah, that's happening. That's not happening, you know. It's good. So you see Elijah, you remember this, right? He goes, he goes to Mount Carmel, has a showdown with the false prophets. They kill all the prophets that are left, you know? And he's, he's, in, a, he's in a pinch right now, and he thinks he's the last prophet on the planet the last prophet of, of Yahweh on the planet, and he's crying and whining to God. 
and he's hiding. And then the Lord says, right, goes, sends him to the mount. He's up in the mountain. He's hearing, and all these things were happening, right? God wasn't in the, in the fire. He wasn't in the, the wind, but he was in the what? Still small voice. And it speaks of God again, speaking through a whisper. Moses had another situation, right? I'm going to put these three together. Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. It's going to all make sense at the end. But I'm telling you, Moses had the same scenario, right? They had just got done. <laughs> He's up getting a download from heaven. Exodus 32. He gets a download from heaven. He comes down, and they're worshiping idols. How many know that he left Egypt with some idol worshipers? They weren't all good Hebrew boys. I'm telling you. We th I, read the Bible. <laughs> they weren't all just shakalaka, bam. They weren't. Some of them had idolatry in their hearts. And they were idol worshipers because they had been in Egypt. You hearing me? Okay, so he goes back, he, he goes to the tent of meeting, which is set up for him, and he begins to pray again, and the glory of the Lord comes, and he, the Lord says, all right, pick it up, let's go, I'm going to meet you here, and he brings him out to the mountain, he says, Lord, I just want to see your glory, I want to see your presence, I can't go without your presence, and it says this, that the Lord came in, he said, you can't see me or you'll die, what did he do? Come on. God came in for a hug. No, it says he could only see his backside. He sent him close and face to face with him. And this is what he did. He began to speak over his destiny, and the glory of the Lord began to overtake Moses in those moments. I'm going to bring you all the way into the New Testament now. Jesus is up with Peter, John, and James. And they're, seek, they're having a prayer meeting, I guess. And they all of a sudden, they in, they're in an encounter. Because if you read it, it was an encounter. Don't, Jesus says, don't tell anyone the vision. If you read it, I read it four different ways today. Don't tell anyone the vision. I just looked at it like I read it a thousand times. I thought it was just like an open encounter. Like it just happened. But it may have been a vision. But either way, they were all in it. And Peter thought it was a good idea to build, come on, tabernacles. But the deal was this. Elijah, Moses show up. And what happens? The glory comes again. Why? Because it goes back to this one principle. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And the presence of the Lord covered the mount, and Jesus was transfigured. And so everyone in, that, everyone in this room has received the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you now, when you receive the Holy Ghost, it transfigures. It gives you a direct access to the Father. <laughs> There's no doubt in your mind, there should be no doubt in your mind in this room right now, that God does not speak to you clearly. I'm saying this to you to encourage you, not to condemn you, because if you're getting condemnation thoughts, that's not Jesus. I'm telling you right now, the Spirit of God is wanting to speak clearer and clearer and clearer to you. 
Because this whole thing, this whole move of God, this whole thing that's about to explode on the earth, that's already in motion, this whole thing is about the saints rising up. Come on. And knowing that the Father's on them. And knowing who they are. And knowing that they're true sons and daughters and that they hear their Father and that they move when their Father says to move. And there's nothing, nothing, nothing that would ever, ever shake them and bring them doubt in that. Listen, a whisper is a close, intimate breath. You ever want to get the attention of kids? Come here, come here, I got a secret for you. I got a secret for you, but you got to come close. And this is what's, this is what the Lord wants to do to you. He's calling you like, come here. The secret things belong to the Lord. But I'm telling you, he wants to reveal them to you. So God is charging the atmosphere and releasing everything that's in the way right in these moments right now. Right in these moments right now. If Listen, we don't gather here so that something might happen. I'm telling you right now, the atmosphere is charged to remove everything that's a pollutant to you hearing the Holy Spirit. And there is, there is a river of God already flowing through this place today. The worship, come on, and, and all the things that we've done has all prepared you for a moment that you can have with Jesus right now. So who wants, I'm just, the Lord wants to overshadow his church with his presence because why? Because he wants to be really close. Because his life is going to be encompassed and encompassing your life. See, God wants us to respond to him by faith. And I, I, I preached a whole series on faith. It's not just some... Not just something that's like out in the atmosphere that we don't really grasp. It has substance. It has something to it that when you grab hold by faith, God, the substance of faith pulls you closer to him. The substance of who he is pulls the word of God into you, right? Because we walk by faith and not by sight, right? So faith then is birthed in the heart that responds to God's anointed utterance of the anointed one. Faith is this. When we hear God's voice, we're pulled into his presence. The very thing that God wants to do, the gospel, we encounter Jesus, <laughs> and it clears everything out of the way. No, you're not made perfect. No, we've all, short, felt, you know, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Of the glory of God. You've fallen short of the glory that's about to be revealed in you. But I'm telling you, as a new creation, God clears all these things around you as we step into who he is and who he created you to be. 
because he's spoken destiny over your life. He's spoken things over your life that, come on, no man can fabricate, only God. He's spoken freedom into your life that no man can make happen, only God. It's for freedom that Christ made us free. He made you free so that you could make others free. That means he cleared the atmosphere around you already because you're close and you're walking with him. And you learn. Come on, we have to learn, right? It's an art of hearing God's voice. Can I say that? I don't even like that term. I feel like we need to learn his voice. Yeah? And we need to be sensitive to what he says. When we're disobedient, clutter, particles in the air, contaminants in the air. It's not because you walk into a bar, who you are, are you hearing me? It's not because you step into a place where there's sin or there's spiritual activity. It's because, come on, you all of a sudden invite it into your life. Don't get what I'm saying wrong because we are called into the darkness. You're called to step right into it. God didn't give you the anointing. He didn't give you his voice so that we could be here. This should just be a training for there. You hear me? Tori, want to just help me? So here we go. Faith. I'm going to say it again. Faith is birthed in a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance, to God's anointed words to you through Jesus Christ. I know it's hot. At least I'm feeling hot. Holy Spirit wants to touch us so that we hear, let the, he who has the Spirit let him hear. The Holy Spirit wants us to grab hold of who he is. And sometimes it's, go back to the two things I said. You shouldn't be dependent on someone else. And you should definitely, ready? This is the one that the whole church needs to eradicate. It's trying to figure out what God's saying. You cannot connect with the Lord with that intellectual intention <laughs> it won't work let's, let's stand let's just pray let's pray Spirit, we love you. We thank you so much. 